this is in Welsh Rugby. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Welsh coach Warren Gatlin's no doubt over how special this weekend could be for players and coaches alike. Those are things that no one can ever take away from you. So when you get those opportunities, you've got to grasp them with both hands and you've got to you know, go out there and, and not have any regrets. Well, as women's coach Roland Phillips says, first win in these Six Nations showed what the squad are made of. A good advert in aspects of rugby which are important, which is uh, that sort of attitude and determination to represent your country and do your best. The Wales under 20 slipped to defeat in Scotland but that doesn't take away from the good signs of this campaign. We were very proud of those first three performances. A lot of talk about the result against England, but even coming off that game, we knew we had things we needed to work on. Wales under-20s coach Gareth Williams. And we look forward to all three Six Nations clashes in Wales this weekend. But of course we'll start with the chase for Grand Slam glory. Potentially a record-breaking 14th win in a row when Ireland come to town for the final game. It'll be the last Six Nations game in charge of Wales for this coaching team and Warren Gatland admits there'll be plenty of emotion. Yeah, absolutely. There'd be no doubt about that. It's my last uh, Six Nations game um, for Wales. (laughs) 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 So... Look, there's no doubt, uh, I think Paddy's Day is next week, is it? So so the Irish will be chomping at the bit as well. So it's going to be a great uh, a great occasion. You won't be able to get a ticket anywhere. And the competition's still open. You know, England think that if we get knocked over, they've got a chance of winning, and Ireland will think the same as well. And we want to win this championship, and the only way we can win this championship now is by getting the Grand Slam. So if we do that, I can promise you there will be some pretty serious celebrations afterwards so uh, but you know we've got to regroup and plan as well as we can there'll be no lack of motivation and if that Welsh crowd that turned up for us against England can do the same um, and please if they do do that that there's no doubt that that atmosphere and that drive and the motivation that they gave the players will have a significant impact you know I'm excited about it looking forward to it and you know it's a dream and and um, we can fulfil and do something pretty special as a group of players and you know we're 13 in a row now and if next week can be 14 and I'm a great believer in being the eternal optimist and, and you break records and do things and, and those are things that no one can ever take away from you so when you get those opportunities you've got to grasp them with both hands and you've got to you know, go out there and, and not have any regrets and I, I have no doubt that this group of players will not have any regrets um, in terms of the way that we prepare and, and play and and that Welsh crowd gets in behind us. Forwards coach Robin McBride said the emotion wouldn't distract the coaching team from doing the best job they could this week and the weather hasn't knocked them off course either. Uh, no we're very fortunate we've got a um, an indoor facility here at the Vale and uh, We've got a stadium uh, down the road that's got a roof on it, believe it or not. <laughs> is it going to be used on Saturday? <laughs> I don't know. I've been to see if the roof is uh, is working, you know, if we can open it. Listen, it's up to them and uh, whether it's open or closed, it'll be a fantastic occasion as it was against England. I know the forecast isn't that good, but um, yeah, we'll adapt and just go with the decision, whatever decision they make. What did you make of uh, Ireland against France then? Oh, I think it was a good run out for Ireland. Um, I don't think France were at the best. Far from it, actually. 
you know, Ireland took the opportunities when they were offered. So um, obviously we'd have liked France to give them a little bit more of a test, but that wasn't the case. And, you know, in fairness to Ireland, they looked very, very competent and uh, went about their business as they have done for a, for a while now. I think they were a little bit shocked with the physicality that England brought against them in that first game. They found their stride again, that confidence. So um, it'll be a big test for us on, on the weekend, we know that. We put ourselves in a great position and you know it's a chance in a lifetime for some of these boys. So um, you know that's not lost on anybody. You know we're facing arguably the best side in, in world rugby. So um, to do that on the weekend and uh, it'll be no mean feat. You know considering Six Nations, the game's decided on small margins, decision, bounce of a ball. Just games can be just turned on a coin really. So um, we've done exceptionally well for ourselves in the uh, in this position, but it won't mean for anything really if we if we don't finish a job on Saturday. They're definitely the team to beat, I would say. And uh, there have been some big final games between Wales and Ireland in the, in the past. Uh, 05 Wales won the Grand Slam, 09 Ireland won the Grand Slam. Big tradition for this as a final game. Yeah, definitely. And um, the players are quite familiar with each other, having been on uh, numerous British Lions tours together. And I think with that familiarity and, you know, yes, with a, without doubt there's a respect for each other, but I think that gives it an extra edge as well. I think it's a lot more personal when you want to beat the guy that you know and uh, etc. And that will be the case on on Saturday. I think it'll be a number of personal battles, some scores to settle. Hopefully, we'll get some rugby played as well. But both teams are, are used to playing on that stage when something's at stake. And uh, once you've tasted success, you know that there's no secret formula for it. A lot of it's down to hard work, do the basics right, be accurate, and just have that concentration for the full 80 minutes and it's going to be no different on Saturday. With uh, Johnny Sexton obviously playing a, a huge part in Ireland's success, how do you target him and make sure you stay on the right side of the law? Yeah, I think it's important that we put you know, a number of their decision makers under, under pressure. You know, the, the spine of their team is a very strong one. We can't single out one uh, individual. Uh, you know, having said that, Johnny is a little bit different in that very influential on the, on the game as any world-class 10 is so um, yeah we'll just have to go about our work you know as you say we've got to do it legally obviously but we've got to ask questions of them Warren mentioned at the weekend if the crowd uh, bring their A game as it were as they did against England then that will make a huge difference just explain how much of a difference can it make for the players especially if say for example it's you know you're defending a lead quite late on to hear that crowd roaring yeah I don't think you're always aware of it but I think against England, definitely in the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes, when we were for lengths of time in the opposition 22, aware of the noise in the stadium, definitely, um, that was raised. And they, they played their part fantastically on that day. Similar to the Scottish crowd on the weekend, in fairness, once they sensed that uh, there was an opportunity for them in the second half, they raised their game and they lifted the team as well, you know. So um, they've definitely got a part to play, don't get me wrong. So hopefully they'll do the same again on, uh, on the weekend. Well, do you think Ireland will test the Welsh lineup on Saturday? Yeah, they will, wouldn't they? You know, they always do, in fairness. It's maybe not our strongest suit at the moment. You know, I don't think it, we're far off. It's just, obviously, when you get one opportunity like we did against Scotland just before uh, half-time and we just didn't quite get it right, it's a bit more glaring than if you have sort of six or seven chances and you, you miss one of them. So we've just got to make sure that when we do have those opportunities that we, we're clinical enough to take them. But Ireland, are, you know, they're very good set piece anyway. They're going to be challenging. Oman in particular, um, he's a bit of an athlete getting up in the air. So, um, yeah, it doesn't nothing change it for us. We've, we've just got to, you know, go about our work, just focus and do a little bit better than what we have done so far. Corey Hill calling the line out before the England game. He's obviously injured. So, who does that now? 
Yeah, Adam. Um, Adam, being in fairness, we've, we've been um, developing Adam as a, as a bit of a caller, and he's been involved for the you know the last however many internationals. As much as Corey's, he was our main caller. You know, Adam really stepped up, and uh, you know, for a young boy, he was 22, I think, um, to have shoulder that burden and get used to it. He's still learning his trade, so he's not going to get right all the time. But you give him the support, the back end to go out there and uh, make those decisions, and I think he's grown massively. Coming into the campaign, in fairness to Adam, he, he was uh, recovering from a, a little bit of a concussion. Uh, hadn't had a lot of game time under his belt. So when you consider what he was coming into the campaign having done, which was very little, I think he's done great strides. You know, in fairness to Corey, we've kept him with the group. He's doing a little bit of mentoring with regards to uh, trying to develop Adam in that role as well. And that speaks volumes for Corey as an individual. Just great to have him around the squad. So um, between the two of them, they've got a good understanding. And, you know, hopefully that'll come to fruition on the weekend. This is where you get tested, playing one against the, or the best team in world rugby. And you get to test yourself against them. That's a fantastic opportunity for the 22-year-old. It starts up front. It always starts up front. We'll hear from the Wales front rower Rob Evans on whether props get the recognition they deserve shortly. But first, he gave his assessment of Ireland. Well, they're ranked number two in the world and um, they beat New Zealand last year, which is number one in the world. So we know that they're uh, a great outfit and um, you know it's a challenge that we're really looking forward to. It's one that we think that we can compete with and you know, just looking forward to Saturday. What about your personal challenge in the scrum? They got a great front row and they uh, and they've got depth as well. Tig Furlong and Rory Best, both Lions and Keane Ely. Uh, he's playing some great rugby at the moment. So um, yeah, looking forward to it as a pack more than anything. And um, yeah, we've been happy where we've been through the Six Nations, but we know that it's going to be probably another step up on the weekend against those boys. But we're looking forward to playing against them and having a good hit out. Anything to learn from the way uh, England took them on physically? Yeah, times change throughout the tournament, but obviously um, very physical England and um, know that Ireland will want to be physical, so um, that's what we can guarantee you on the weekend. It's going to be a physical test match. Just looking forward to uh, getting our own game right, really, and um, we know where we are and you know, we're just looking forward to building up into the week this week. Looking back over the Championship, how often have you been at your best, do you think, as a side? Um, yeah, we've had good games and a um, few games where we could have done things a little bit better, but that's that's rugby really, um, four wins out of four, but we know we take each week as it comes and we know that Ireland's going to be a, a big test, but um, you know, we're pretty confident and excited for the weekend. And how much would it mean to you personally to be part of a, a Grand Slam side? It's all, always an honour to pull on that Welsh jersey, whatever game it is, but obviously... Um, you know, it's a great bunch of boys here. We're looking forward to going into this week. There's a lot of excitement and training this morning. And um, personally, obviously, it's you know it's a massive, massive game for myself. But making sure I do my job for all the other boys, really. Should be one heck of an atmosphere. I would have thought so. It should be good in Cardiff. You know, it was brilliant against England, and um, expecting more of the same, really. Do you manage to take that in as uh, players? To a certain extent. Obviously, when the stadium's bouncing like that, it's a massive lift for the boys. But ultimately, you've got to do a job as well, and you know, you've got to stay focused to do your own job. But yeah, it definitely does lift the boys. But as I said, we've got a job to do and make sure that everyone's on the same page. And Lost Grand Slam in 2012, young player coming through the ranks. What yeah. are your memories of that? I think I was sitting in the house watching it. Brilliant game. I remember the anthem being uh, quite powerful. 
speaking to some of the boys, a special moment. And I um, don't think any of those boys thought they were going to lose that game. There's some boys in this squad that can take something from that, but you know, there's a lot of boys who haven't won a Grand Slam in um, this squad. So, you know, we're really excited about that challenge. And uh, as, as we said, it's a massive opportunity that sometimes, you know, we might not get that again. You know, we want to grab it with both hands and, um, you know, we're really excited towards the weekend. No props ever been on the World Player of the Year shortlist. Yeah. Tag Furlong's been talked about as the one maybe to break yeah. the mould. Do props get the recognition they deserve in a big game like this? <laughs> How do you rate him for that? Well, my obvious answer is no. Uh, <laughs> ah, he's a great player. Um, I remember him under 20s. He's asking me to swap shorts and he came in and he nicked off my kit. So nah, he's a great bloke. He's a farmer, so I like the farmers. I have to be a little bit, uh, hold my niceness against him on the weekend. But he's a great player. You know, he's come through the ranks last couple of years. I think he's been outstanding and, you know, I think he's a great prop. And, but I'm looking forward to having a good bash into him. 05 Grand Slam, of course, you're talking about yeah. props rec- recognition. Gethin Jenkins got it yeah. that day, didn't he? Do you fancy one of those? <laughs> well, I'd take that. Yeah, it was a great charge. I was in the house again watching that one. You know, try, try as hard as you can, and uh, if there's a charge down opportunity, I'll, I'll go for it. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Atmosphere then, and it'll be quite an atmosphere at the Principality Stadium this weekend. But it's not the only Six Nations game, of course. On Sunday, it's Wales women against Ireland on the back of a thrilling victory in Scotland. A last-minute try by number eight Sean Lillycrap, but it still needed the conversion from Flaky George. Afterwards, coach Roland Phillips was happy with his side's character when he spoke to Liz Jones. Roland, how pleased were you to get that W last night? How important was it for the team? Really pleased. Put a lot of effort in. I think we'd probably created some opportunities that we didn't identify or take, but we know we spoke a lot in this tournament around the character of the group in adverse situations and to come into the last five minutes, five points down, and then having the character to come back and score the try. And if you wanted to top that up again, then having an 18-year-old player on her first start in the centre to come and kick the conversion. It was, it was probably that last block of the game. Epitomises what we are as a group, which is never give up. Confident, but putting everything on the, on the line for the, for the jersey and for each other. So, yeah, really pleased. Better to go forward and improve on the back of a win. We knew Scotland were going to come out hard. The best they've played throughout this tournament. They were physical, very direct, as we expected. We were under pressure. You know, we didn't really play it right in the first half. You know, we didn't play the conditions well enough. So coming in half-time, 10 all, we, we had put ourselves under a bit of pressure. But that second half, the way we managed that game, we, we did build enough pressure. We probably mostly in control in that second half. was really pleasing. You know, there's all, obviously a lot of work to do, but at this stage, to get a win... It's going to help the development of this group more than anything at the moment and so for that uh, reason, really, really pleased. It does sort of create a, its own energy, be a skip in the stride and, you know, I think we'll, you know, we need to capitalise on this and build on this sort of positive energy then going forward. To finish the tournament at home now against Ireland, we've got a bit of momentum going into that game, so 
you're hopeful of, that, of another result? It's been a tough tournament, you know, starting off with France away, so, you know, it, that's always going to be probably one of the worst fixtures as far as uh, the challenge for the group is, but, you know, Ireland have always been, they've always stepped it up on the six, in the Six Nations, and especially against Wales, so, you know, we know that, again, the challenge doesn't get any easier, but it certainly feels a lot better, you know, playing home. We got that first win under our belt, you know, so I think everybody be really excited to get on the pitch now and play against Ireland. Being on Scrum 5 Live, won over a lot of supporters as well. Hopefully you get a good crowd at Cardiff Arms Park. Yeah, look, look to having that opportunity is outstanding. You know, the coverage and the interest around Welsh uh, women's rugby is growing all the time. Uh, I think the media support is outstanding. For the purists, they'll understand that that was... You know, it wasn't uh, an open, fast-flowing game. Uh, under the conditions, it was sort of really tight, really physical. So we do have the ability to play as well. But uh, I think that just showed, regardless of you know people who criticise maybe the rugby side of things, I think it'll show the character of the group. So uh, yeah, you know, I think it certainly would be a good advert in aspects of rugby which are important, which is uh, that sort of attitude and determination to represent your country and do your best. Ms Jones also spoke to forwards Gwen Crabbe and first back rower Alicia Butchers. How important is that to build on last week's win and performance and keep improving? Last week's game was really exciting. I think it was a good stepping stone for us. Moving forward this weekend, I think we just need to keep the game plan, keep the physicality that we had over the weekend and keep building as a team. I think our performance is good, but it can still be better. So going forward, I think we just need to up our game a bit, spread the ball a bit more and go to our strengths, which is our fast players on the outside. How much desire is there to be in the team and perform in front of some home support as well? Playing at home obviously lifts our skills massively. We've only had one home game this year, and I think that we did up our performance against England for our home fans. And then having our family there as well, because, you know, travelling away all the time isn't accessible for them. So having them there just boosts us and boosts me massively. I love having my uh, mum and dad there to support me and my brothers and sisters as well. So having them there on the weekend would be amazing. I can't wait. And then in terms of your work now as a hub officer, talk me through that and how that's been going. So at the moment I'm working for the Cardiff Blues in the WIU as a girls engagement officer. I love it. It's really, really good. I'm getting a chance to you know, engage with young girls from primary school all the way up to um, sixth form and A-levels. So that's really exciting. I've had the opportunity to develop the game in Ponty. So I think from me having that role, it's definitely improved the area and how many numbers we have playing rugby. And it just shows that with a little bit of effort, how many girls and how, how much numbers can increase. So I think that's really exciting. They've got some good role models now within the team to um, inspire them on and carry on playing. So hopefully what I'm doing will, you know, help them along the way as well. So is that in one particular school or two schools you work So in? I'm in a Pant and Brinklanog at the moment. Both of them are amazing schools. Brinklanog did have a hub officer before me, so they're a little bit more um, established, whereas a Pant have just started brand new. But the interest we've had from your seven and eight especially has been massive. We've got 40 girls training and stuff like that, so it really does inspire me to help them and keep the clubs going and all that kind of stuff for them as well. What are you doing to engage them in rugby or is, is the desire already there you just need to kind of provide the opportunities and they come along? Is there like a huge interest? Typical rugby 15 aside full contact doesn't suit all girls, especially for girls that are just coming into it. So things like the Rookie Rugby Day. For Brinkland we had about 40 girls and then for Pat we had similar. So 
getting them girls into something different, like rookie rugby, was really, really good. They also like different things. So some of them like crash mat rugby. I don't know if you showed that for. Play basically playing rugby, but then you get to like hit each other as well. So some of them really like getting, you know, the physicality of it and all that. And we do lots of variations of the games. We play sevens, ten aside, some of them fifteen aside. But that's only for the more established players. So we do do a lot of different stuff for different types of girls, whether they're new to the game or they've, you know, been in the cluster for a while. So um, we're trying to give opportunities to all types of girls, not just typical rugby players, I suppose. And they're all now keen to join clubs, clusters, or whatever, and as they yeah. get started now in March, April as well. Yeah, well, my clusters are Bridges, so um, we've had a few girls go across, across there, but you know, it is difficult for some of them with like getting lifts, and so we do struggle a little bit with that kind of stuff, but I try and aid them as much as I can. But I'm really excited for the clusters to get up and running. I can't wait to see the improvements that this, this year, hopefully, from having the hub officer in the two schools. So that hopefully now we'll have a few more girls and, you know, we win in. <laughs> Are they all going to come support on Sunday? Are you going to get girls coming along to uh, support the team? I think so. Well, a few of them said they're going to come, and especially, you know, the clusters get offers and tickets as well. So that inspires them to come along. They love some of the other girls on the team as well, so I know a few of the girls are really, really inspired by Karis. So I try and, you know, get them involved and say, like, they can have a photo with her after the game and stuff like that. So hopefully some of them come along and their parents will come with them as well. And they can see then what women's rugby is about. It's not just smashing each other. You know, we have a good family ethos and hopefully their parents can see that and then push them on to carry on playing. So, Grant, first Six Nations for you. You've made it into the starting lineup. You know, talk us through how it's progressed for you. It's been going really well. Obviously, I got brought into the starting lineup because of Mel's injury in the Italy game, and I was lucky enough to keep the jersey. So it's really good to get game time and experience at, at the highest level. I've definitely learned a lot, and I think it's helped my game. How have you adapted to the environment and to taking your chances you have? A lot of the more experienced girls have brought me in and um, take me under their wing, really. And if I make a mistake during the game, they just help me learn how to correct it. Mel's been really good as my second row partner, and she's a lot more experienced than me in um, helping me to gain experience, yeah. Talk me through your rugby background, where you started rugby and where you kind of decided to take it more seriously if you like. Yeah I started with Ospreys in the 15s development team at the same time I was still playing football. Football was my sport since I was about um, about five or six. Uh, I was a goalkeeper and I was lucky enough to train with the Welsh and 17 squad at football so the sort of handling skills transferred nicely across to rugby and then I sort of found that that was my preferable sport then and decided to take that up rather than football and it sort of progressed with us and then moved on to Ospreys 18s, captained them in my last under 18s year and then got brought into the, the senior setup. As a student, you're playing for Cardiff Met and it's a, another good environment for you to develop. Yeah, it's really good. There's a few of us girls that are in the Cardiff Met as well, so it's good to bring our experience back into that team. It definitely reflects well onto the university, yeah. And hoping for a lot of support from Cardiff Met, hopefully on Sunday. How are you looking forward to coming back home for this last game? Yeah, it was a really good environment against England um, and we had a lot of friends down from uni supporting, a lot of family as well. Um, so hopefully another good crowd this weekend. Obviously a good win last weekend, important for, for the team to just be able to progress further on the back of a win. How are you looking at this match on Sunday in terms of progressing but also hopefully building on that momentum of a result as well? Yeah, obviously it was a very narrow victory um, so I think the coaches will be bringing obviously a lot of positives but there are work-ons as well, just little mistakes that we can correct this week going into the game and having watched the Ireland game 
you could see that they've got momentum as well. Even though they didn't get the win, they did score a good few tries against France and they will be going into this game with the same sort of mindset as us, so it should be a good finish to the Six Nations. But a determination to keep that momentum and to get another win on the weekend? Yeah, 100%. We know we, we can do it now. and As a young team, it is real positive to come away with a victory uh, against a strong Scottish side, especially up there. So we will take it as a positive going into this game, yeah. Uh, stick to our processes. Um, I definitely think that we, we can come away with a win. We just need to do the simple things right, maybe correct a few of the things that, that we did in Scotland where we were panicking, but just go in with, with confidence, really. Are you looking at as far ahead as the World Cup next year? Yeah, obviously the World Cup's coming up. Hopefully I'll have my place in that squad. It would be a huge opportunity to go away to New Zealand and, and play in the World Cup is what, what you can dream of, really. And having missed out in the last World Cup because of an ACL injury, yeah, it's something I'm really, really aiming for. Yeah. Great, thanks. All the best. Thank you. Finally, Wales under-20s. Defeat in Scotland means they can't win the Six Nations title when Grand Slam chasing Ireland come to North Wales. But there's still plenty to play for, for coach Gareth Williams. Really refocus ourselves on you know what went really well for us in the first three games of the championship. We were very proud of those first three performances. Um, a lot of talk about the result against England, but even coming off that game, we knew we had things we needed to work on. There's a real disappointment with how we played that first hour against Scotland, and we gave them too much for us to chase down by the end. We're comfortable that the boys understand what we want to be achieving, we'll play within the system, but the challenge this week is you know, we've got to get go forward in our game, we've got to win collisions, and we can do that in a number of different ways. So that's been a very big focus for us on this week, and something we're excited to put onto the pack and challenge Ireland with uh, on Friday night. Yeah, they're already champions before the final round, so uh, how does that uh, affect things? There's a big aim of ours, so we you know, go into this game and we can still win the championship, you know, that's obviously uh, off the table, but you know, it's it's a test match at the under-20s level, it, a good traditional rivalry with Ireland and we really don't want them to win the Grand Slam, let's be honest. So, um, yeah, it'll be a fantastic occasion and one we want to really add to, grow into and you know, and have an influence on. In terms of selection, are you looking to um, spin the wheel at all with an eye on the, uh, the Junior World Championship in June? There'll be some changes and there's some opportunity in there. Sam Costello comes in at uh, 10 and it's a reward really for what he did in the last 15 minutes against Scotland. He's you know he's been fantastic all six nations, but you know he was superb in that last 15 minutes. And you know Kai Evans, who exactly the same, he's been excellent in that 10 role and his kicking has been world class to be fair. So he'll move to 15. And we have got some changes. There's been a lot of opportunity. Uh, with the view of World Cup boys putting their hands up and that still plays a part. Those places are up for grabs and competition has been great in the squad. The Dragons back row boys, are they out uh, again this week? They're headed back with the regions there, uh, Lennon Greggins and Tim Basham. Disappointed there's no regional games but the injury list that the Dragons have got, we respect that but I do think we need to be brave with these boys' development and you know there could be opportunity there for them you know, to play against at the moment the best European side at the under-20s level, which you know we need to be exposing these boys at. What sort of uh, style, what sort of attitude are you expecting the Irish to bring? Obviously, they can get a grand slam, but the fact they've won a, a, the title already, do you think that might possibly take the edge off them? Hopefully, yeah, but uh, I don't expect that, no. They'll be uh, very driven. There's been a real focus on, uh, on their programme off the back of their World Cup uh, last year. They would have had a bit of a shock, you know, being in close to relegation from that World Cup situation so the focus has really been on that programme they've been superb you know they've got an excellent development record over the last 10 years and the players they've brought through their system which is uh, fantastic and that's 
it's showing in the Six Nations now with their under-20s team. So they'll be very driven to finish the job off and it'll be a very proud moment for them. Uh, that's the, how they view it, you know, and uh, we very much want to be, for lack of a better term, spoiling the party, really, and so our home ground. The passion we showed against England and the quality we showed to stick in that game and then finish it with being clinical is exactly where we want to be. Maybe a bit earlier than that, I'd like to have the game tied up, but it's an exciting finish nonetheless. Be nice to obviously go off to Argentina on the back of a win. What sort of shape do you think you're in for uh, qualifying from that group in June? Yeah, definitely. We're really proud of the first three uh, performances in the Six Nations, and that's where the disappointment really stems from from the Scotland game. So um, it's about getting back on the bike now and getting back to that level of performance for this last game, and it puts us in good stead there. We've got you know, a five-week camp building up to the World Cup, but we can put a lot of very detailed work, not just as a team, but on a skills basis, on a physical basis with these individuals. And you know, it's an exciting group. It's a very physical group in Argentina, but um, one we're quite accustomed with as well, with playing France first game up, you know, how physical England were in that third game in the Six Nations. So we'll go there confident, being able to have an impact in that group. So much to look forward to this week. It could be a really historic one for Welsh Rugby. Loads to report back on next week. But until then, from the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye. Thank you.